Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guys, welcome to the seventh episode of Chief Concerns. Two months, almost two months into the show. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, the very first Kansas City Chiefs debate style show with former players talking about the current team. And uh, this week, we have kind of a different look here. We got our guest, Patrick Sertain, coming on here. Patrick, it's great to have you, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. So... What was your uh, guys, uh, guys' initial thoughts on what we saw on Sunday, just to kind of get into uh, what we saw Sunday? I mean, my opinion on it, it's one of those games that just for ratings, you always put the hot team on TV no matter what. And um, just to keep people interested, you don't go for the blowout, so you just try to keep pace and, you know, get the win as long as you get the win. So it was one of those I felt like with a team like the Broncos, they're missing too many key players offensively and defensively. So... So for it to be that close, it just seems like we didn't we didn't go out and give our best. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just for the ratings so that the, the fans would stay interested uh, or what, but shit, you don't get down in the uh, red zone that many times and don't get and don't put up six. Um, and we're we're way better than that. And, I, and I'm not taking anything from Denver; they're a good team. But you know, like I said, they're not they're not all they have to me is is Chubb on defense. Um, you know, they got some decent receivers and an up and coming quarterback, but he's not good enough to to, to run match match uh, for what we got on offense. So, JD? Yeah, I, you know what? And I don't really think, man, it has to do with the ratings. I, you know, I don't know if we could get that deep into it. Even Joe start thinking that we, we, you know, we're doing things, everything's scripted. You know, <laughs> that's starting to go, go around the internet now. But, NFL the games are scripted. I, that's a crazy uh, conspiracy theory to me. Uh, but I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I always say, man, it's always going to be difficult when you play, uh, you know, a divisional opponent. Like regardless, you know, so twice a year, man, I mean, these are teams that know what you do, who you got, your pieces, and so, uh, like I said, man, the bully down the street, you've been fighting all your life. I mean, he knows your weaknesses, he knows your strengths, and so you know they was going to take a chance to, to to do what they could coming into, you know, the stadium and, and throw us off. But I, I think uh, the lack of, of play, and it's, it's a problem. It's been happening, in, you know, especially in, in a few games is when we get into the red zone, we just can't score. And so we go into like all that, that little, you know, running, you know, motion and trying to get guys out, trying to trick them. But, you know, when it gets tight down there, I really believe, you know, it's kind of the advantage of the defense, especially if you don't have a running game. And that's our problem. We just don't have – we don't have that, 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 that pound, you know, pound it out, just get it, and just, you know, run it down their throat. It's nothing like that. We don't, we don't have that game yet. And, that, and that's, an, that's an issue. That's an issue in the red zone. But you got to have that guy. We, we haven't got that guy established. Patrick? Yeah, man, obviously the, the – you know, the Chiefs have been, have been so dominant that you expect them – you know, to blow teams out, you know, each and every week, especially a, a team like Denver, a young up and coming team, you know, who, who shouldn't be able to to stay close with them. But at the end of the day, man, we all play the game. And we all know. I think it's just a, a bug on the windshield. It's the NFL. It's a long season. You go into week 11 or 12, you're going to have these type of games. And like I tell my kids, man, at the end of the day, a win is a win is a win, especially in the NFL. You know, guys, guys get paid money too. And, you know, even though, the Chiefs are the, are the better team. You know, sometimes you play down to the level of your competition. So that's all I think it was. I think they'll get refocused against a very good defense in Miami this week and have a, a Chiefs-like performance. So I don't, 
attributed to, to anything. It's just one of those weeks in the NFL, like you said, JB, a divisional opponent. They know each other pretty well, and I, I think they'll be better from it. What do you guys chalk up to going 0 for 4 in the red zone? I think in, in the last week, JD, you kind of alluded to it last week in Tampa. I think we had there was two or three missed opportunities in the red zone. But mm-hmm. what do you guys chalk it up to? Is that the Broncos' defense, or is that the cutesy offense where you know we try to get Kelsey the ball to throw the ball to Patrick on a, on a little a little motion route, which you kind of you kind of alluded to, JD? Um, just like do we get do we get too cutesy sometimes instead of just you know just play football, just get down there and play and, instead of you know having to do these these weird kind of trickery type things that we that we like to do when we get down there. I, you know what? I, I think that's part of it. That's part of it. And, and we used to call it man on offense is just big boy ball. I mean, it, it's really what it is. See, we we, we never had a, a problem down in the red zone because we always knew that the offensive line, you know, and, and that's another thing, a concern that's going on with the offensive line with the Chiefs is they, they just don't really have those guys up front, you know, to kind of just move the defensive line off the football. And so I, I've talked about, you know, offensive line play. I've talked about the tight ends play. But then, you know, go back into like just the, uh, the play call in itself, right? You get cute, and then all of a sudden now you're, you're forced into, okay, well, these next two plays have to be perfect, right? They had to get a first down. They had to get closer to, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the end zone. And that's part of the problem. So I, I think a lot of it, and, and I'm, I'm saying this, and, and, and I'm standing by it because you have to have a running game. You have to have, you know, that, that hammer. Just drive the nail. We just don't have that right now. And, and I'm, I'm waiting. Look, you got Le'Veon Bell back there, okay? 230 pounds, could tote the rock. You know, you need to give him some more looks. I mean, you just you got to see what you got, right? I mean, he just got to the, you know, to the team. We, we say he, he just got here. But he's been there, what, about four or five weeks already? Look, let's, let's see what he can do, okay? Especially down at that point. You got to get him in the red zone. You got to start running behind your pads to see what you can do. Uh, Patrick, would you say it's more uh, what we saw the kind of the anomaly in the red zone? Was that more uh, Broncos defense looking good, or more us just trying to do too much? I guess when we got to the red zone. Yeah, I, I think you know it, to, to be an efficient offense in the red zone, you got to you got to be able to run the ball because the, the field is shrunk. Uh, defenses can can cover most of your pass route. So we, we've seen, I guess, over the last two three years. The Chiefs, they, they get kind of cutesy down there. You know, they, they got the shovel passes and the, the underhand passes and the throwback to the quarterback. But, you know, you, you have to play big boy football when you get down there because, you know, red, red zone defense, to, to throw the ball, you know, in the red zone, it, it's pretty beneficial to the defense. So I don't think the Chiefs have have that mindset, you know, like like the, the offensive line when, when we were there. With with JD and, and Rofe and, and Will and uh, B B-Walk, Wars and all those guys, it's just a mentality, and you know they'll figure it out. You know, over four with, with that much talent on the offensive side of the ball, I'm pretty sure uh, Andy Reid and those guys they'll figure out a way to get it done this week. E, I mean, to me, it was a whole lot of trickery, and it's just way too much. I think we got a good running back, even if it's running back by committee. Uh, cause both of the guys are proven, you know, and, and, uh, to me, Clyde has only had the one bad game against, uh, the Raiders. Other than that, I mean, he's not going to go for a hundred yards because that's not a team that we are. We're a pass first team. Like we got way too many weapons out there on the outside. Um, so us for us to get it, you know, 50, 60 yards out of one of our running backs. That's good. That's, that, that just opens up our, 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 our offensive playbook that much more, but down in the red zone, we get away from that. 
and, and because we don't run the ball a whole lot. We're past first team. And, yeah. I, and, and it seemed like last week's game, we were just focused on Kelsey. And nothing against it, he's a great tight end. Uh, but most of the key plays, it was just, it was all focused on Kelsey. Uh, and and, and the, 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 the trickery stuff, uh, I don't know if it was just because it was against the Broncos and we felt like we had that, uh, that was a time and place we can, you know, throw those plays out there. Um, but yeah, in, in situations like that, those, we got to capitalize and, and, and come away with six. You know, you can't go over four, at least, you know, one touchdown out of it. So, so you know, let me ask you this, man. So, you know, you, you brought up that point, right? You know, he's only had one bad game. But w- would you say he's not really a, a, a in-between-the-tackles runner? You know, no. he, he ain't that guy, right? So so you would have to say Williams, who, who, who of course, who, who did well for us last year, then, of course, you know, Le'Veon. So those two guys, obviously, you want to, you know, run between the tackles if you can. And then Le'Veon, because of the style, you know, he stops to start. You know, he's just not going to bull, you know, you know, bore down and, you know, just run behind the guys. So, you know, this right now, I'm thinking this is the time you have to do it. But I don't see, you know, uh, what's a Hilaire, C-E-H, you know, yeah. you're not in between the tackles guy. To me, not at all. I, like I said, that's an opinion. But after that Raiders game, we came right back and what had 247 yards rushing, you know, overall as a team. So, like I said, I think we got the talent. It's just a matter of that's just not who we are. We're not a run. We won't have many of those games. You know, as, as long as we got Patrick Mahomes, we're not going to run the ball a whole lot. Right. We just want a back that's good enough to get up through the through the line, get us a few yards, catch the ball out of the backfield. We can line you up out there and put you and stretch you out and, 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 and make some kind of plays with you. We ain't no pound and ground team. So as far as like having that great offensive line to to give you that that push, I don't even think the Chiefs care about that because we got enough right now to where if you get outside the pocket, Patrick's going to eat you up. If you got Patrick in the pocket, he's going to eat you up. So you got to pick your poison and all it goes to go along with that. You got these two running backs, two different styles, but both of them are very successful with it. So you get a few – Yards out of them, line them up outside, get a few catches and re- reception yards out of them. I mean, you kind of basically expose the defense to what we want because ain't nobody going to stop Kelsey and ain't too many pe- people going to stop Tariq Hill. So, Yeah. And would you say there's kind of um, – there's something to having, I guess, kind of a rhythm, getting into a rhythm of running the ball? You know, because I, I feel like we cap CEH at eight carries a game, nine carries a game. So – as a runner, I'm like I'm only getting eight nine carries. I really can't get into my rhythm, you know, my my zone. Is that is that also kind of play into what you're saying, E? That we're not really we're not a, we're not a run we're not a running team, so we're not we're never gonna get. We're not, and then that's what that's what uh, uh, Bell is. Bell is a running back. He's a playmaker. But the, the good thing with Bell is that even with Pittsburgh, you know, he was able to line up outside and and one on one. He's gonna take advantage of linebackers, so he's kind of used to that, you know, that passing game, but. All in all, he's a big pounding ground type of back. Um, you know, he doesn't hit the hole running full speed because he likes to find his way and uh, and hit the hole. But when you when he hits the hole, you're going to feel it. It's impactful. So uh, he is a ground and pound type running back. But in this offense, that's not a whole lot of what we look for. We just need a few out of you. All right. 
Um, and so, okay, moving on to the next topic here. On Sunday, we probably saw one of the uh, the coolest catches, or I guess weirdest catches of the year, uh, by Tyreek Hill. Um, it was ruled an incomplete pass, uh, but since we got uh, three guys here who have caught uh, who caught a pass in an NFL game here uh, or an interception, um, who's the fault lie on in that situation as a player? Whether I catch it or not, I mean, because I always see players always trying to say, "Oh, that, that was that was a catch," when it clearly wasn't. It was kind of weird that he just kind of got up, went to the bench, didn't say anything, and then they, they had the replay of it. The next thing we see is the punt right away. It, it feels I feel like they rushed our punt team out there. Who's the fault lie on? Is that coaches in the box like looking down at that, or is that Tyreek saying, "Hey, I, I caught it"? Who's that? Who's the fault on in that situation? You got it, Pat. Yeah, I think I think they 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 pay those coaches in the boxes a lot of money to to look, look for certain things like that. I even think they have people at home <laughs> who's calling in, like, "Hey, you need to review that, Andy." I, I like you said, I just think in that situation they rushed the punt team on too fast. You know, give it time. Even if you got to take a five yard penalty to give the 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 uh, officials to to look at it some more. So I think it lies with the people in the box. Obviously, I'm not sure if Tyreek came to the sideline and say he caught it or not. But if he did, then as a coach, I would tend to side with my player and give him that benefit of the doubt. Obviously, they didn't. You know, it, it was a catch, you know, after we, we saw the replays. And uh, it's just a collaboration. It's a, it's a joint effort to make sure, you know, Andy Reid gets the right information to be able to review that play. Yeah. So my, my opinion on what I saw, Tariq didn't even know he caught the ball. Yeah, <laughs> he just know he he just knew he popped up with it. So the first thing he did, he was like in frustration. He slapped the ball like, "Oh man, I should have had that." So he never even knew he had it. And even when Coach uh, Reed asked him on the sideline, he said he didn't know. Yeah. And right. so I think it's a matter of after we had already punted the ball, and the 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 people upstairs that saw it, they were the ones like, "Hey, that was a touchdown," but it was already too late. So that was a matter of we don't you don't have a ref back there to. to because nobody, you ain't gonna find too many refs gonna run that run to keep up with Tariq Hill to see if he caught that ball. So you don't even have a ref in that position to see if he had it or not. It was just one of those where he thought he missed it. Everybody else just kind of went with it, and all of a sudden we're we're punting, and we don't find out until after the fact until they show the slow motion, and then they and, uh, we ended up punting. And it was already too late. That that that's why I think in, in those type of situations, the zone officials, I think you have to you if you don't know for sure, you have to rule that a touchdown until replay because they review every touchdown. So they would have had to review it. So you don't make, if, you, if you're not sure that it's an incomplete pass, rule the touchdown and replay could always overturn a touchdown. Whereas on the other end, they can overturn an incomplete uh, incomplete pass. But that wasn't even a ref back there though, because that was in the end. So I think that was what, a 40 yard catch? So yeah. We, we, it, was we, it was deep. So we, you don't have a ref in the end zone for that back line to see what happened. Yeah. So don't, basically don't nobody know what happened except for Tariq Hill right. and, and the dude covering it. All right, so I can tell when I'm talking to defensive guys, right? I, I can I can tell this. I, I can tell when I'm talking to defensive guys. There has never been a ball thrown that's been close to me that, that I haven't caught. Trapped or near me, touched my body that I haven't caught. Hey, if this sucker bounces five yards from me, I'm gonna pick this joke up and hold it up like I caught it. You know what I mean? I, 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 hey, coach, I caught that. That's what I'm that's, that's, hey man, that's, that's a bad. That's, that, you, you can't put that on a defensive guy because there's a lot of times when the ball hit the ground and we still gonna pop up and say we called it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I we that want that INT. <laughs> yeah, but you know, your first thing y'all be like, no, uh, uh-uh, ain't, ain't getting here, ain't none of that, right? Offensive guy, first thing you do, I don't care if it's near you, you can trap it. Hey, you cut that joker. 
hey, man, I caught this football. You come over here jumping. I don't care if you scream. Man, coach, I caught that ball. I'm telling you. And so and that's why Andy went to him like, man, you didn't know you caught it? Look, I don't care. Look, and every, every look, every receiver will tell you, look, you caught every single ball thrown to you. Unless that jumper just popped off into the, 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 the stand somewhere. If you know you didn't catch it, that joke is yours, man. That's yours. That's Tyree. I, I call it Tyreek's fault, and, and I get past whole thing. It, like, it, it, it was on Tyreek, so that's that's what everybody's saying. It's on Tyreek because there's no other way anybody else can call it, though. Right. So it, even it, if he didn't catch it, he should have just lied like he called it. Oh, you lie, all, man, all day. Lie all day. Lie like a rug if you need to. Shoot, I don't care. Kick the screen. You know what I'm saying? Throw your helmet. You know, just start getting animated with everything. Trust me. I, oh, look, yeah. I ain't dropped not one ball into the, the end zone. Shit. I that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, and I'm going to be honest, man, I'm upset because I actually lost my fantasy because he didn't score. Oh, <laughs> that's, why, that's, that's why it's coming out now. <laughs> oh, man. I, heard, I, heard, I lost about like five points, man. That's all I needed right there was that touchdown. That would have to be there. That would seal the deal. That would seal the deal. But, but Marcus, I thought you said it was three and a half. The, the, spread, huh? the, the, the spread for that game was um... – the week before was three and a half. I, I got screwed by the Tampa Bay game. I had I had it um I had it at three and a half. This week was like nine or seven. Oh damn! I thought you said this game was like three and a half. Yeah, that, that, that was Tampa. I, I got I got screwed from that one. <laughs> okay. But but as far as as this one goes, I know JD, you said like whether I, I caught it or not or caught it or not, I'm saying yep, I caught it, and you know I'm gonna tell the coach that. But there's times where I watch games where a guy blatantly dropped it, and he's coming up telling the coach like challenge it, challenge it. You're gonna hey. lose a timeout by doing that. Hey, every single time, man, you hope the Joker got, you know, uh, uh, double vision, something like that. They missed something. The guys up in New York missed a call, too. You're just hoping they just make a mistake. <laughs> I mean, at least play – just play it off like you did catch it, right? Just play it yeah. off. And I just – and I get the frustration part, like, dang, I didn't catch it. But, shoot, it's like, man, that's when you become an actor. Shoot, become Denzel out there, Joker. Yeah. You know, all that, you know, shoot. It's risk versus reward. Touchdown or a timeout. See, I'm going to lie every time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every time. Do you guys have any memorable moments of a pick that you guys had or a catch you had that what was ruled incomplete, but or, or that you that was incomplete, but they called it a catch. Do you guys have any ones that you remember that stands out? I know oh, for man. a fact. I, I I tell you when I got one for a fact. We was playing Baltimore in Baltimore and and we had just put this play in and Trent threw a uh, it, it was a corner route to me. Man, I laid all the way out. I mean, it was pretty. I'm telling you, man, I, I'm, 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 you know, <laughs> laid straight out, all six, six of me, right? <laughs> I caught that joker with my fingertips, you know what I'm saying? I pulled it in, and, and I tucked it, and I, I remember Ty Collins said, man, J.D., good catch on the side, because I caught it on our sidelines. Man, that joke on the sidelines was like incomplete. Man, I got up, man, took my helmet off. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? It was one, one of my best catches I ever made. <laughs> it, it was and I was mad. I was mad at the coaching staff because they didn't even, they didn't even watch Navy. They didn't even challenge it either. So I was pissed the whole game after that. Had the knee down, it, it would have been at the one-yard line. And that pass is caught by Jason Dunn, but not caught now. As they're, they're ruling it incomplete, saying that he didn't have possession. The line judge is there. Another look, John. I don't know if that's clear or not, but if, once the foot's on the line, it should be a touchback. Here's another one. We're looking at the other play here now. ball was coming loose it looked like it was coming loose but you didn't see it come loose but I, no, I, I, had, I had none of those the only time I get I had a situation where it, it really didn't go was like 
as a DB is when you catch that interception and all of a sudden they got a flag somewhere else on the field. And you got to get it right back. <laughs> Hell yeah, I hate those. <laughs> so this week, since we got, you know, we got two DBs on this week. Uh, there's a question that I wanted to ask a couple weeks ago, but I, I waited. I'm glad I did because now we have Patrick on uh, to talk about it. But um, we've kind of seen uh, Juan Thornhill, you know, he was a rookie sensation last year. He got the ACL injury, but we've kind of seen a de- decrease in his playing time over the uh, like the last few weeks, or actually the whole season. And then I think last week or two weeks ago, Andy Reid said he's a situational player. How did the guy go from you know being one of our, our best guys on defense in the secondary and now being a situational player? And we're seeing Legarius Snee play some safety, taking some reps from him. Now, would you guys kind of chuck that up? Obviously, we're not in the like their their you know their practice practices and stuff, and we see what's going on, but. Is that would you guys say it's more we're gonna lean towards that's the injury kind of a kind of a hard coming back from an ACL injury? I mean, have you guys come back from an injury to that at magnitude? And is it just kind of hard to get back and adjusted to that again? Hey man, this 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 is performance based business, and uh, you know if the coaches don't feel like you're getting it done, they're gonna put somebody else in there. You know, so I think I think uh, Thornhill is a solid football player, but. But obviously, you know, he's doing some, some's on film that that's leading the coaches to go in different directions. I don't know if it's exactly. certain packages they want to play with, with different guys, uh, but something's going on. Something's going on. As a player, it's, it's, it's frustrating. You hate it. But the only thing you can do is keep working, man, because at the end of the day, you always want to play away. So you, yep. can't, go things, you can't go in the dumps. You got to be ready when your number's called. I'm pretty sure he will. Yeah, that's it. Like, and, and it sucks being in that position to lose it due to an injury. But and when he comes back, if he's not performing at the level that they think he's ready to go in, I had that after we had, I had back surgery and they had just brought, brought you in Pat. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I had, to, I was like, damn, they got Pat and they brought all these other dudes. I, I got to fight for my position. And so it ended up, I ended up getting my job back and Pat was on the other side. Uh, but yeah, you gotta, that's one of those, you gotta prove yourself. Like we can't, we're not just gonna throw you back out there cause you was a starter before. Uh, you got to earn that. If we got somebody that's better that, that can go out there, uh, we're gonna put them out there. JD, have you noticed anything from Juan Thornhill's play? Yeah, I, you know, and, and it is. I mean, it's you know, performance-based business. And 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 like he said, you know, you get hurt. That's uh, you know, it's a hard situation to be in. So the thing is, it's also like, look, working back in. You know, are you still slow? Right? When we work you back in, have you lost a step? You know, it's, it's so it's always it's an evaluation where a guy is at. You know, especially off an of injury. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, look, the guy that, that's out there is playing better than you. And you see that yeah. in practice. I mean, you've got a whole week to evaluate what the guy's doing, right? And so it's not like, oh, well, look, you know, you come back in, immediately get back in like that. It, it, it doesn't work your way. The only way it works is if you patch my homes. You know, <laughs> hey, look, we need you. Come on in, Pat. Right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> take a seat back, right? Quarterback. Now, it, 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 it makes a difference on sometimes that with that contract that they sign you to. That's right. You know, Absolutely. Right. Right. They they paying you them big double digit dollars. They got they got to throw you out there. You got to they got you for a reason. Right. Right. So, you know, it's but just I think one he's of still on a rookie year. He's still on a rookie deal, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So yeah, they ain't hurting them. That ain't hurting them. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to give the, the guy uh, who you said they threw back there. Finn Rashad's playing. Uh, Sneed's also getting some reps too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, or yeah, they, they got some dudes back there. Yeah. 
Uh, it speaks to the depth we have in this team as well. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to see Juan lose his job, but it just speaks to the depth that we have in this team. We can plug and play these different guys at uh, the safety spot. Yeah. Um, okay, so next topic we're going to go to uh, preview in this week, which I'm calling it the Patrick Sertan Bowl. This is the Sertan Bowl, I'm calling it. Dolphins and Chiefs. Um, so this week is going to be a good test for our passing game because it's probably one of the best young secondaries in the league. Uh, Xavier Howard, uh, Byron Jones, and Brandon Jones, uh, I, I believe, as well in that secondary. I'm a few other guys, but that's a that's a pretty good test for our, our, our passing game. And we talk about our, our lack of run game, so maybe we'll see a little run game this weekend. But it's going to be a huge test for our passing game. What do you what do you guys are looking What are you guys looking for uh, in this uh, matchup this weekend? Oh, I, I absolutely love it. Oh, uh, because I I'm going on record. I, I think Xavier Howard is the best corner in the league right now. You know, he he's playing phenomenal football. And then you have Byron Jones on the other side. So they 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 present a, a pretty formidable duel back there. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs have amazing weapons, though. I think it's going to be a, a good challenge, a good challenge. And the thing with the Dolphins did, and, and a lot of teams are doing, they're moving former corners to safeties so, so they can, you know, get, get better coverage matchups. And they have Bobby McCain, who's a former starter for them at, at corner. He's playing safety. And uh, also Eric Rowe, who actually started in the Super Bowl, he's playing a little safety. So they, they feel they have uh, different guys who can compete with, with Tyreek and, and Kels and, and all those guys. And the coordinate where the head coach, uh, he come from New England. So I, I would suspect them to, to run, you know, that, that zero blitz package that they've been so successful with this year to try to, you know, confuse Pat, which, which you probably can't do. He, he knows where he's going from the ball. But just to give him different looks. But they're going to leave those, those corners in man-to-man. But on the other hand, the Chiefs have some explosive weapons that can beat them. So it's going to be an interesting chess match. And I'll actually be at the game. So I'm, I'm looking, forward, looking forward to seeing it. James? Yeah, I, I think it, I think it'll be a good matchup too. But again, like Pat said, we we just got a lot more weapons on offense. You know, they got they have good corners. They got a good secondary. But I think I'll take, not even think, I, I would take Patrick Mahomes and our, our receiving core over any defensive secondary uh, that's in the league right now. So so what I'm looking at, I mean, you have, you know, one of the top five defenses. And here, here's the thing. It, it, we kind of touched this earlier, Pat, when you were talking about, your, you know, the team that you're a head coach of. These guys have got the mentality of the head coach defensively. And so, you know, he's going to have them ready, especially with this with this one coming up right now, uh, you know, to, to go out and just ball out. I mean, really, this is a great challenge for their team. Uh, just, you know, for them to come back and say, look, we're, we're back as a Dolphins, and, and, and right now we're just rolling. So this is, this is going to give them a whole lot more confidence on that side of it. So I know they have that mentality of their, 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 their head coach. But, you know, we, we got the weapons. We, we do. We, we do have the weapons. Uh, it's going to be a close match. It, it really is. It's going to be a way. It's going to be a close match. We'll just see how, to see how this thing's going to play out. Uh, you, you don't think it's going to be close, E? <laughs> hey, it's not uh, hey, but also, too, also, too, look, they got a good they got a good offense. Parker's on the other side. They got a good tight end. Uh, they got a, a, a good running back, and they got, you know, a good QB. So I'm just not a, I'm not a believer in Tua just yet, man. I, he hasn't had a complete a good game yet. And even when they first put him in the starting position, 
he didn't play well. I think he threw for like 90 some yards and the team won by 20 some points. That's just that was just an overall team effort. It had nothing right. to do with Tua. But since you know it was his first game starting, all ESPN talked about was how good he played and how how good he got the team the, the win. And that was more so a team win than it was a tour. And like I said, as of now, he hasn't played good ball. He's a good scrambler. He makes decent uh, plays out of the pocket. But he, as a as a quarterback, he hasn't done a whole lot. You know, he's 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 kind of been one of those Cam Newton types this year, to where he's he's wanting to run more. And I know he can't really run because he don't want to risk those injuries, especially after coming off what he came off of. So I just don't see it being that close of a game. But but, but, I also but, thought last week was going to be a blowout, so who knows? Right. So so, so here's the problem. This is always the situation I'm, I'm talking about, right? We, we know that uh, the Chiefs' front seven hasn't really been creating pressure, okay? So Tua, if he's, I don't care who you give some time back there. Shoot, even Drew Locke was hitting the, you know, the tight end and a, a couple of plays uh, when he had time to throw the ball. So that, that's going to be the challenge also, too, as far as the defense at front seven, what they're going to do, Right. So it's going to be the offense. An offense going to come up and show up and just score a lot of points. Or the defense going to be able to hold up against a, a good offensive football team. So you're not playing, you know, Denver anymore because you got more weapons. You got a good, a, a good quarterback, a much better quarterback, a more mobile quarterback that these guys haven't quite seen. So it's going to be a good test for their front seven too on, on the defense side of uh, the Chiefs ball. So we'll, we'll see, man. I, I think it's going to be close just for the simple fact, like you said, they got a great team. I, I think uh, the offense have a, a really good – they play really good team ball. They do. And, so. and Tua, Tua, I think he found himself last week. He threw for 300 yards. And I, I think it's going to come down again to, to what we talked about earlier. Can the Chiefs convert the red zone? If mm. they're efficient in the red zone, you know, they, they should should win this game. But the Dolphins, man, they, I'm telling you, I've been watching the whole year, their defense is pretty good. Their defense is pretty good. And, and the only thing – I think the Chiefs, man, one one other thing they need to do, man, please, you come down here, man, just stay out of Tootsies. Don't go to Tootsies. Look, I know they did this recon already, man. They just got to find out if it's closed because of the pandemic or not. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. <laughs> Tootsies is fully open, trust me. Oh, man. man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> My my twenty first birthday weekend, I went to, to Tootsie's and I went to a KOD that weekend because I went to school in Miami. So, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good week right there. Well, it was a fun weekend. It was. <laughs> cool. So okay, so since we're uh, since we're talking about the, the, uh, the prediction of the game, uh, Patrick, uh, what's your prediction for the game? The spread is at seven right now. As it stands, the Chiefs are favored by seven. I'm gonna say, ah. Uh, I'm going to say 27-24 Chiefs. All right. E? I'm always going 30-plus, so I'm going to say 35-21. Okay. JD? I'm, I'm looking at 28-24. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. All right, so we got Patrick and JD covering the spread. Covering the, Dolphins covering the spread, and then uh, Erica is going with the, um, the Chiefs to cover the spread, the uh, minus seven. All right. All right, so we're going to move to our final segment. Uh, Patrick, uh, for this week, everyone can comment on the other uh, tweet. The we have. Oh, all right, so, all right, for the final segment before we end the show, we got the Chiefs Kingdom Concern segment. So, our first Chiefs Kingdom Concern comes from at Arrowhead First. They tweeted, Dolphins looking more uh, looking for more intel on the Chiefs offense, I see. 
They now have two former Chiefs running backs there. Uh, they signed Elijah McGuire, already having uh, DeJondre Washington on the roster. Um, Jason, you can start us off here. Is there validity to teams picking up players based on the opponent that they play? Oh, yeah, absolutely. First thing you're trying to do is you, you're trying to do uh, intel, right? You're trying to get every little thing that they do uh, and, and how they do it. So you start doing recon, hey, you know, and this is their tendency. Uh, uh, so what does the coach think when you're doing this here? What's, you know, what's a call when they, when they make this call? And so part of it is you're getting these guys because they're going to, you know, give a tale about what's what's been going on in the locker room. You know, maybe, you know, who's who's having a fight right now with their wife. You know, all those different things come up. So it's that's, that's part of the validity of it. Uh, and like I said, just to get intel on the team, the insight. Uh, but but also too maybe these teams they think these guys could come in I don't know if they're going to be able to help you know against the team as far as coming out and play but if they do maybe it's an incentive for a guy who just got you know released and you know going to another team to come out and play even harder so they, two things could be true as far as something like that so that that is a valid point at least for for you know that thing man I've done that once and we had a guy we played against and. We damn near got torched that game. I mean, because you going out thinking that he know exactly what, what he's talking about, but the offense is gonna change that up. And you just gotta go out there and play honest, disciplined football and, and hope that your play is better than their play. Because when you start trying to depend on what somebody else telling you because they did that in that part, that offensive scheme, and you're gonna sit out there and be guessing all day. Be... Right. Oh yeah, but but you know, they're gonna be some. <laughs> but, but, hey, look! But they gonna ask me, you know, what is what is Patrick Mahomes' or wife's nickname? You know, what does he call her? You know, so <laughs> all those little things guys come up with, you know. So yeah. it, it's, it's yeah, gonna be one of those things, man. Like like he said, man, those offensive guys get get paid a, a lot of money. The, the former player may come over say, if they call Green, they're doing this. You you hear Green. You think they're doing that and something else. So right, right. you just got to play honest football, man. You can't go. So, some of them guys don't know shit. You know, uh -oh. they come on. They don't even know the playbook. So. Well, look, Pat, what, what I say is this. So if they lose a the game, they got somebody they can blame. They turn, look, be drunk right. like look. Y'all come in here telling them this all this been said. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Y'all got to get up out of here with that. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, who was the, uh, the you said that happened one time where a guy came over and you guys got torched that game? What was the what was the example? Who, who was the, who was the player? Uh, who was that that we had that uh, we ended up playing against? Um, I can't think of the, the guy's name. Uh, I think he went to the Raiders, and um, yeah, so everything that we thought, no, nah, he had came to us from the Raiders, and everything we thought that 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 they were supposed to run nothing. <laughs> talking about absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, you just had to go back to your what you know. Play yeah. honest football. All right. All right. So, our final Chiefs game of concern comes from at, at Arrowhead or at Inside Arrowhead. Sorry about that. Uh, they tweeted recapping the week. Alex Smith remains one of the best Chiefs of all time, and Alabama quarterbacks are a problem. Hurts and Tua about to tear up this league. Uh, Patrick, you can start us off here, you know, since, uh, you know, you got the ties to Alabama and those quarterbacks there. Yeah, you know, just, you know, seeing, seeing both of them firsthand, uh, I think they need some time. You know, I wouldn't say they're going to tear the league up just yet. They, they need some grooming. They need, they need to just figure out the NFL game, which is totally different from the college game. Do, do they have talent? Absolutely. Uh, do I, I think they're going to have success? I do think so. I just need 
I just think that at this point in time, they don't have enough weapons to be successful. With the Dolphins, they have Devontae Parker, they have Gasicki, the tight end who's playing good ball. The receivers for the Eagles are in and out, man. D-Jack hasn't played most of the year. Alshon Jefferson's been in and out. They're just getting Zach Ertz back. So those guys have to have a full complement of weapons before we really see their full potential. Eric? Yeah, I, I like both of them. Both, they both got a lot of potential. I, I think it's way too early to tell, to say they're, they're going to be the face, you know, especially now because I don't see what I've seen in a young quarterback like Patrick Mahomes to come out with all the talent and to put it on display the way that he has. Now, what we saw in college from those two guys, can it be the same? I don't know because they were such a dominant team in Alabama. Like you come, you got a team full of uh, of, of five, eight, five, eight, five stars coming and you're playing against these, you know, smaller divisions. I mean, you, I figured like Alabama's supposed to win it every year because they got the, the top crop, uh, top of the crop. And so to see these guys being in positions to where um, I like what Jalen Hurst is at with Philly and especially how Philly is falling apart. It's just like everything is just falling in his lap the way he needs it to be. And he doesn't even have to be successful at the moment. Just go out and, and play an average game and he's going to look better than Wentz. And Tua, I think they did did him well by putting the, giving him the reins to the to the offense uh, midway through the season to let him see and and, and feel uh, get a feel of the game uh, after Fitzpatrick uh, had uh, gotten off to a hot start. So, I mean, I like the, the the position that both of them are in. So I, I can't say that you know they're gonna just come tear it up at this point. Way too early. JD, you know uh, <laughs> when I seen him in college. It's almost unfair to have two guys that good on the same team at, the, at, at one time, you know, with Hurts and, and, and Tua. So I think Tua's going to do a great job. But I will say this, and this it, this is me getting some information up in Philly. If Hurts doesn't work out up there, Doug Peterson is on the chopping block. That, that's that's crazy to me. But that's just how Philly goes. I mean, and, 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 you know, I, I played in Philly, man. I know how the fans are. And it's like, look, we, we paid Carson with $150 million, $150 you bring this kid in who, you know, who, who runs kind of gimmick plays every once in a while. Uh, but I like him. I like Jalen Hurts. I, I, I do. But I know right now the pressure, because, you know, it's just part of, like, the media, the pressure is on him to perform well. Because if he doesn't, I mean, he's putting a lot of people in jeopardy. So, I mean, Doug and whatnot, but I, I, Doug believes in him. I, I like Hurts, man. He's an athlete. He's got a good arm. Uh, but I think, you know, what, what are you going to do? you going to eat the 150? What are you going to do with it? So, but yeah, hey, I'm, I'm pushing for him. I'll be, I hope he gets it. But he's gonna save some lives if he does. He's gonna save some lives. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about Hurts is, you know, the whole situation with Tua coming in and then him transferring to Oklahoma. I mean, he played in two very different offenses, and he kind of, I mean, he played, yeah, I think he had more touchdowns or more total yards than Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. Um, yeah. and, that, and that one season he played. So and that shows. I mean, this the guy, the guy is legit, and he, and he can't catch on to different offenses. Um, and so, and, you know, no, having no preseason doesn't help this year, but, you know, he, he looked all right in cleanup duty, but um, I think, I don't know, I was watching one of the shows and they were saying that you cannot base uh, a player on coming in during a game. Because, I mean, the defenses haven't had time to, to kind of, um, you know, like the way the way Herbert looked against us, we didn't, you know, we, we didn't game plan against, we game plan uh, against Tyrod. We had no time to game plan against um, Herbert. I mean, right. it looks like, you know, that may have happened with the Green Bay and Jalen Hurts because Hurts looked good at the end of that game when he came in. 
Yeah, so I, I think just even with those guys just being athletes, they 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 got a good feel of, of what the NFL really is about. And and what you did in college, if you can't throw the ball, you're gonna see how 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 fast the NFL is. You got defensive linemen that can run you down. You know, that's the type of speed that you face against. So it ain't about using your legs no more because you can't get out the pocket and make those plays like you did in college. You gotta have you got you gotta work on your passing game when you get to that next level. And I always say the, the two hits that they always say about Alabama, they always talk about the running backs and the quarterbacks not really being that good, right? Playing in the league. It's always like that they hit, but now guys have kind of changed around a little bit, you know, with, with Ingram and and and, and uh Henry, Jacob, yeah. got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they they do now, but you remember they was they was putting the running backs in them doubles couldn't stay up. It's crazy. It's crazy. They had they had Ingram, uh, Derrick Henry, and Kamara on the team at the same time. Tomorrow, Kamara transferred. <laughs> man, that's, that's nasty. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's nasty. Yeah. And was Harris on that team also, or was Harris too young at that at that point? Yeah, he, he was younger than them. Yeah, and he he started to come on too. I mean, yeah. it, you know what else they had? They had Trent Richardson. That's right. Oh, that is right. I forgot about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who was who was that one joke almost ate yourself out of the league that was up at Green Bay? Uh, oh. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, yeah. Eddie Lacy. Oh, yeah. oh he, he, he did almost. He did. He did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it. Patrick, it was great having you on, man. I hope maybe you can come back at later on in the season, maybe in the playoffs if the uh, Chiefs Dolphins play each other again in the playoffs, maybe. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Nah, we get him on, we'll get him on anyway. It ain't yeah, got Awesome. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week. We'll discuss the aftermath of the Dolphins game and discuss the upcoming Saints game, which could be a Super Bowl preview. I, I know that Jason thinks it's going to be the Bucks and Chiefs. I don't know if he's changed his mind after that uh, after that beating we gave him the, the, a couple weeks ago, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Jason? No, I was going to say, you know, we talked about the two teams you want to see, right? Miami's one of them and Pittsburgh. That's the two teams I don't want to see. So uh, in the playoffs. I don't know, Pittsburgh, I mean, I know they lost to uh, Washington. It could have been a trap game because they see Buffalo next week. But I, I don't know. They, they haven't been really, at least for me, I haven't seen much out of Pittsburgh. I mean, every game has been a close game with them. They've been playing against teams that maybe aren't on the caliber, but every game has been a pretty close one with them. Are you, are, are you jumping on their back now since they lost one? Everybody uh, jumping all over? I'd rather play Pittsburgh than Cleveland and Baltimore. I don't want Baltimore to make the playoffs. Well, yeah, Baltimore. Cleveland, though? You believe in Cleveland? Come on now, Cleveland. That, that, that road game. Cleveland got that two-headed monster in that yeah. backfield. Them boys yeah. told me that time. Yep. Yeah, we, we've had some struggle stopping, stopping the run game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Them boys told me that thing. I mean, and they can just milk the clock all game with, with, with those two. We're gonna get, we're, Patrick, we're, we're going to see the video, the camera on Patrick all the time on the, on the sidelines. We're waiting to get in. If they, I mean, if they, if they, um, if they get in the playoffs, we have to play them. Miles Garrett is coming now. He's a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot. And, then, and, and Hunt plays, if he plays against Kansas City, I'll shoot. True, yeah. Oh, he's going to be amped up for that game. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah. So if anyone has any uh, Chiefs Kingdom concerns, just tweet at us at, at @concernschief, and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Again, Patrick, it was great to have you, man. We can't have you. We can't wait to have you on again, my buddy. I appreciate you, Diddy. All right, y'all be easy, bro. All right, Pat. Uh, yeah, right, my brother. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.